All right. Hello, everybody. You're here with The Hook with James and David listening to. Sorry. It's my first time. I'm a virgin still. <laughs> <laughs> that first recording doesn't count. Maybe it does. It does. So, again, sorry about the audio. We are recording with one device, so hopefully the audio won't be complete and utter trash this time. Yeah, it was... It was quite unbearable i was listening to it the other day i'm just like jesus christ right i know several people who tried sorry, listening to it sorry religious nuts for me using the lord's name in vain um <laughs> i'll try and do better um so what's our subject today so like i said last time on the last episode we're gonna be talking about video games now i know that seems kind of weird that we're gonna start off with video games after we had all these other ideas you know including life and philosophy but there's a good reason. First and foremost, I love video games. I love video games. Who doesn't love video games? Religious uh, people. Gotcha. Older people. <laughs> like people that are in their, they're, they're like, you know, one foot in the grave. There you go. Well, both David and I are, uh, are you 30 yet? I am actually going to be 31 next year. So, yeah, we're both in our 30s, which means we both lived through all of the video gaming really I mean, and I counted at Nintendo. I know Atari made a run, and there was ColecoVision before that, and Pong, you know, whatever. But let's face it, video games didn't hit their stride until Nintendo was like... Yeah. By the way, did you know that Nintendo is, like, centuries old? Oh, I'm sure. Like, they're, they didn't create video games, but they did games. Yeah. It's crazy. I did not know that. Uh, but yeah, the, this uh, episode's about video games, and uh, I mean, what, what what do you think video? What do you think about video games, as opposed to when they first started? Sure, why not? Yeah. Um, it's definitely revolutionized. Um, the pictures just keep getting better and better, and more cleaner, and versus when you first start out with like Mario or or stuff from like the Nintendo, like very beginning Nintendo. You know, obviously it's all pixelated and everything, but like if you look, if you were to play a Nintendo game right now and compare it to a new Nintendo game, you it's it's like comparing apples to oranges. Right. I mean, with TVs getting up into 8K now, you know, <laughs> all of these newer generation consoles are trying to you know get to that level. But you know, another thing that they've uh, you know the, the, something that they talk about is how you know the a hyper-realistic game doesn't mean a good game. Yeah. Um, indie developers, you know, we're in the era of indie develop right now, and so many games that are not, you know, triple uh, A titles or whatever are getting a lot of recognition because they're they're simple games, right. like they're platformers, but they like make you think and and you know they do discuss certain uh, like real life things like Limbo. Uh, I don't know if you've ever played that. It's like a shadow 2D I, game. Yeah, I haven't really dipped into that one. Um, you know, uh, I you know to name a few, I guess like Layers of Fear. That's a that's about depression and whatnot. Um, a grieving father or a grieving husband who accidentally killed his wife, and he's also a painter. So it's oh, I know exactly what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, I've seen several YouTubers. You know. Uh, play it and that, by the way that game is scarier than hell right yeah it is a horror game yeah 
Um, but as far as I know, you don't have any way of defending yourself. It's, it's basically at the run. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> it's a story horror game. Yeah, it's, you know what I mean. Like it's it's there's no real way for you to fail. You know, I don't. Can you die in that game? Um, I, I think basically all all it does is just make you go back to the beginning. Like not back to the beginning, but, but back like to your last checkpoint. <coughs> I know. I know the same thing with Outlast. There you go. Yeah. Uh, another not AAA like you know developer or whatnot, but definitely could be a AAA game. Right. I mean, and the graphics in that, like the way the camera works. It's yeah. It. it yeah. <laughs> the I'm, the first time I I tried playing it, um, I, it was definitely not a game that I wanted to play. It, it honestly gave me anxiety. Well, I definitely <laughs> agree with a lot of horror games uh, when they make them uh, first person because that definitely adds, you know, more horror to it. Especially you know, third when person games; those are easy because you can kind of you have a a bigger peripheral. Yeah. But with first person, it's what's in front of you. Yeah, it's like tunnel vision, and it's. Yeah, very eerie. Very. So anyway, not to get stuck on one thing, but um, I was I wanted to talk about how video games have actually helped. You know, uh, back in the '90s, there was so much controversy um, over like graphic content and stuff like that. And Grand Theft Auto. We're still dealing with uh, people thinking that games are are making us violent. Which you know, if you believe that, then you believe books do that and movies do that. Yeah. You know, anything that, that makes you feel a certain way. Well, that, that's also the same concept as music, too. There you go, like, music, too. You know, none of this stuff makes you any way, you know? Like, that's like, already been implanted in you if it makes you that angry. Right. That's just your own upbringing. That's a whole different topic. But that's, that's my stance on the whole, you know, video games make you violent. No, they don't. No. <laughs> yeah, every so often we see... Uh, some news clip about someone stealing a car or something like that. But that's like one in a million, you know? Like, people, anything can, you know, just a guy who drinks 300 cans of Pepsi could die. It's like, but that's one person who was crazy and went, you know, overboard with that. Right. You know? It, it's not an epidemic. It's not you play this game and then 36 seconds later you're, you know, Cut going. Cut head off or yeah. something. Yeah. You know, and yeah, you're right. Grand Theft Auto is the most cited one for that. Yeah, I would say. I, I mean, I'd say I'd say mostly any game that's from Rockstar is usually like the biggest controversy because um, most of their stuff is like rated R. Oh yeah, like rated R for Rockstar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're I I think of Rockstar as like the Quentin Tarantino of the gaming world. Pretty much, those guys will go to extremes. You know, like I they, mean, they they touch they definitely touch base in like taboo areas, bunch of stuff, and they they're really good at making you uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> but for the most part, they still make amazing games. So, but um, you know, uh, aside from that, uh, a lot of games. Uh, have meaning now uh, like I said the indie developers when they make a game they're basing it off of like themselves or life experiences and they are trying to tell you something you know certain games deal with uh, joy I saw a game that uh, reenacts um, like panic attacks stuff right. like that you know it's a it's a different platform to kind of tell your story just like books or movies or even music you know 
Um, so in that uh, you know respect, I believe that video games are truly important to uh, just society, really. And we're not we're not saying that oh we're we're pro game because you know we're just gamers. You know we're 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 talking from our personal experiences as far as like what what games have meant to us when we're playing. Like you know when you play a game and especially one that you connect well with the characters that are in that game. You know, it, it not only, like, transforms your mind, but it, it basically brings you into a whole different outlet as far as, like, you know, you're going on an adventure or you're just, you know, playing football, you know, something something along those lines that you, you have enjoyed once in your lifetime. You know, you get to reenact that stuff. Like, you know, for instance, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. I love playing football. Like, I love playing football back when I was in high school. Yeah, did I get to... I didn't really get to play much, but at the same time, you know, that's the type of outlet that, you know, when you're, when you're so hungry to play football, you know, you get that outlet by actually playing a video game that's football. Yes, you can go ahead and round up your old schoolmates that used to play football and everything, but, you know, when you get older, you know, the times change. Like, they're, they're not as available as they were back in, back in the days. Everybody's got a life right now, and timing up schedules is hard that's why we're making this episode almost a week later you know we're trying to we're trying to make sure that we're together on this right but with our lives you know we can't sync up and you're right you know if you're trying to do something as like play uh, football or or basketball or any sport or any activity really it's really hard to schedule around that yeah like that that was like times that me and you we would we would just go to over to the church off of uh foster road and just play basketball and stuff but you know we we haven't been able to do that for a long time no you, you know with you moving away and and back and then away back. <laughs> don't worry i am back for good like, I, no woman is ever going to make me move again thank god yeah i'm tired, so, tired of that crap <laughs> um on that subject on video games anyway back to video games um i did want to uh cite a couple websites that i go to every so often whenever i want to see a reliable review or whatnot and that's uh one of them is an oldie but goldie i've been checking them out ever since cheat codes are still a thing in video games kind of a bummer that they're not but whatever uh cheat code central cheatcc.com or uh ign is another one and GameSpot, which is actually where i got some of the reviews on the games that we're going to be talking about with the first one being uh the one that david's currently playing and that's diablo 3 I'm telling you what, you guys want to step to it. I'm in level Paragon 450. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure to players that's like that's oh man. I, every, well, anybody who plays it knows exactly what that means. And like I, I played it, but I don't remember it very well because I don't have time to play video games as much as I used to. Yeah. But uh, you know, uh, I, I was gonna say uh, uh, Diablo 3 came out in 2012. You're playing it on Xbox. One or yes, sir. Okay, Xbox One. I played mine on my PlayStation Three, uh, so I didn't get like the definitive collection or whatnot. Um, but uh, according to GameStop, it was uh, let's see here. It uh, has a nine review on uh, the next gen consoles, the current consoles right now, uh, for PlayStation Four, Xbox One, and even Nintendo Switch. Right. How awesome is that to be and, able to play that? And with all this uh, talk about uh, cross-platform playing. That could be epic. Um, but uh, weirdly enough, on the 
last generation console, PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, it had an 8. Yeah, it was... I think it was mainly because, like, um, Xbox 360 wasn't able to keep up with, like, the most of the people that subscribe with it. Um, because, you know, once, once you, once you, uh, level up to a different, um, like console for the most part, like me saying level up, it's kind of funny, but upgrade. Upgrade, yeah. When you upgrade to a new console, you know, you want to play that console more because it brings out more of the features Mm -hmm. that's more obtainable through gameplay. And, but like Xbox 360, you know, no, nobody's really going to want to play on an outdated um, device like that but like even even like even some of the ones that are like you know somewhat older they're still able to update it's just not as gratifying to other users than it is to the new consoles speaking of updating Diablo 3 released in 2012 is still updating yes it is they just recently re- uh, released one it was uh, for season 19. It's patch 2.6.7, uh, November 12th, I think, is when it came out. Yep. And uh, basically, it's, uh, I guess there's a pandemonium buff, because Season 18, displeased gamers due to the Triune bonus not sticking with characters, that's what they said at GameStop. Yes, um, so so some of you that are actually listening to this channel right now, um, you have may have, may, you may be aware, um, if you have played Diablo before, the Triune... Um, the Trihune um, tribute to the the latest uh, season patch. Um, basically, it res- it's supposed to what it's supposed to do is it's supposed to spawn where you're at. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure on what it does, but um, you get some type of bonus with it. But the thing is, is that when I was playing, um, it would spawn in different areas, and by the time I would get to it, it already be gone. And so you wouldn't necessarily get that much bonus from it. So that's where people were getting displeased with it is because, you know, anytime they get to it, like they're already moving on to another area to, you know, demolish other enemies. That does sound frustrating. I wouldn't, that, yeah. But it's, it it was, the thing about it though is the patch doesn't really explain what the Trihune um, thing does. It doesn't really, they don't really explain it in depth of what it actually does for your character. Which, you know, I've, I've looked on blizzard.net, I've looked at all of other, you know, review sites and everything, and I have yet to understand what that was even for. Hmm. All I know is that it was some type of bonus for the characters. I gotcha. Well, since they did the Season 19, they said that the Pandemonium buff was supposed to focus on kill streaks. I guess the higher you get your kill streak, the better the bonus. Uh, they said they wanted to add elements of chaos and power. Uh, with, that. Uh, with the season 19 you also get new crusader and monk sets um that is something that they've been working on um i know that um like for instance i have let's see i have the necromancer well i have basically all the characters the only characters that i don't have leveled up to level 70 in order for me to get their um set armors is the witch doctor the uh Oh, God, what is he? Um, Crusader, and now I'm drawing a blank. Um, Witch Witch Doctor, Crusader, and there's another one in there. Was it the Monk? No, the Monk is already at level 70. I got two of his sets, 
and all the other characters. The only people, the only people I don't have all set, all four sets for is the monk, the barbarian, the sorceress, or no, I got all sets for barbarian. Correction. Um, I don't have it for the monk, the wizard, the uh, w witch doctor, which is obviously because I'm not at level 70 yet. Um, the demon hunter. And I think that's about it. But yeah, um, I've, I've basically pick and choose my characters and what they're going to be wearing because like, depending on what you use for armor and everything, um, specific sets give you specific higher, um, attack points. Mm. Like for instance, the barbarian, you know, he is a monster when you put might of earth on him. Like, he, all six sets of his armor, if it's all might of earth, he is just a powerhouse and destroys anything in his path. Nice. I remember playing with the Witch Doctor. He was He's like a summon-style fighter. He, he's, he's, he's got spiders and yeah. bats, maybe? Bats. Yeah. He's, he's got frogs. He's ah, got frogs, spiders. Right. He's got bats. He summons um, zombies. Yeah, he, that's right. He summons all sorts of... All sorts of creatures, even dogs. I would call him more of a support character. He's he's definitely kind of a hang back and him and, and him and the necromancer. Yeah, they're but, both they're both well him the necromancer and the uh, demon hunter are both hang back characters to help you know basically control riot control everybody else. Yeah, they got the best ranged attacks. Mm -hmm. But uh, but yeah, I've I've played it too. Like I said, uh, I mostly got it for Tori. Tori used to play it like all the time and uh she's the highest ranked because she uh she was playing it while i was at work and stuff like that so anytime we go in we'd play on her account and basically we would go we'd be you know start to go me uh, uh our friend and and myself or and tori would be playing and we're both like 20 levels below her 30 <laughs> levels below her so we go into a dungeon and just get demolished you come over and save us every time so but yeah, uh, overall, I really like Diablo 3. Uh, I enjoy those dungeon crawler games. I mean, even way back to like Gauntlet Legends. Yeah. Um, the other thing with Diablo 2 is that um, what you probably did... Diablo 3. Or Diablo 3, <laughs> sorry. Um, I'm, I'm kind of a geek when it comes to all Diablos um, because I research everything that I, that I do as far as like Diablo-wise. Um, but I also noticed um, when, I was, when I was researching like different types of armor that there's also called a primal ancient armor hmm. um basically what how to be able to obtain those is when you get your character to go through greater rift level 70 okay i remember um, the greater rifts um once you once you have have achieved the greater rift 70 those primal ancient um armors like weapons and stuff like that it all immediately becomes available nice. right now i'm only sitting at a greater rift 62 by myself nah. as a bar barbarian i'm shit i'm sure alone that's pretty hard to do it it is it is extremely hard and i'm sure even if like say i were to start playing and create a character unless i used one of your pre-made characters who are however high well, I probably wouldn't be any help. Well, the thing about it, though, that is actually pretty good is the simple fact that every character that I create 
they automatically, if it's a normal character, they automatically get the Paragon points. Oh. So the Paragon oh, points yeah. transfers from each character as long as they're normal. Yeah, I remember that like, too. If you go from normal to hardcore, you can't. That's gotcha. the difference. Um, and then there's also seasonal characters, which are completely different from normal characters. The season characters are for the patch, the patch seasonal um, type things. But what I also found out is that you can also send your seasonal um, cleach over to your normal characters, which I didn't. I didn't find that out until like later on oh, okay. when the season finally ended. Mm-hmm. I got gotcha. you. Well, it's definitely uh, out of ten. What would you give it? Honestly, like it's how how it was supposed to originally go. It's definitely superseded my expectations as far as a as far as how Diablo has presented itself to the console because I've grown up playing it on PC. Yeah. And even even playing it on PC, like it's it's just one of those games that it's gonna be around for a very long time. Oh yeah. Like there's no way you're gonna get rid of Diablo so quickly. No. I mean they're already releasing or getting ready to release Diablo four. Which I'm nervous about. Right, and that's just because of the limited characters, but with all games nowadays they're being released uncompleted so that they could uh, basically complete it and sell you that stuff as DLC. That's the only thing I'm gonna say about that. But we which is which is not 100% confirmed yet, um, but I feel like that's what they're trying to do is that they're going to release the game unfinished. That way they can start making the time to run DLCs so that way you can obtain other characters. Yeah, it's going to be costly as far as money-wise, but we've all seen the marketplace and everything, especially, especially in um, when... Especially when you're going to Marketplace and you see, like, the DLCs for most of the characters and stuff. Like, for instance, um, the Rise of the Necromancer was, like, four ninety nine. Not like, bad. It wasn't really that bad of a thing. But they, they released that, like, years after the game came out, didn't they? Yes. I um, mean... I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna, uh, you know, argue with the DLC. I mean, it has its benefits. It definitely has its downfalls. Just in that, you know, it costs more money after you've already paid upwards to sixty dollars, you know. But it does extend the hype of a game. You know, it keeps people talking about your game for a year or two or more after. I mean, Super Smash Brothers uh, just recently came out, and um, they have their fighter pack. And hell, I, I'm I'm lingering on twitter waiting for the next character to be announced you know they just uh, announced terry bogard from the uh i think it's king of fighters so yeah you know i've gotten all those guys and i'm i'm excited to play with each one um the only thing i'd say about super smash brothers i really wish that they would uh, come out with another game mode or something because their classic mode is kind of i don't know it's it's short it's very short um but anyway so we don't trail on uh another game that uh i'm playing currently is um oddly enough luigi's mansion dark moon for the 3ds just kind of picked up my 3ds it was in there i was like oh yeah why not and uh i'd say it's a pretty decent game it's a mario-esque game i i guess i can't even say that because luigi's really defined himself as his own character in the past you know 10 years he's got his own following and everything Oh, before I get any farther, you never answered. What would you rate Diablo 3? Um, I would actually rate it 10. 10. Solid 10 out of 10. I'm going to go with 
uh, a nine, but that's just because I don't I, I haven't, haven't been able to completely immerse it. myself in it and and get all of that extra stuff. Uh, but anyway, uh, back to Luigi's Mansion. You know, uh, this game came out in 2013, a year after Diablo 3 uh, for the 3DS. It was a continuation of the first one for the GameCube way back when. Um, uh, at GameStop, it's reviewed at a 6.5. That's what they gave it. But their players reviewed it at an 8.4, um, which is pretty good, actually. And, by the way, Diablo 3's player score was 7.3. So... I'm not sure what I, I, I don't know. Some of the people might have might have felt like it was too repetitive as Probably. far as as far as um how how the gameplay was. Mm-hmm. But like I said, most of most of the things that you you end up achieving is mainly through the greater rifts. I gotcha. Um, but yeah, uh, a lot of people said that uh, a lot of the player score was 8.5. That's only 319 people. Since 2013, yeah. or since since whenever this review came available, or whatever. Um, but most of the people say it's underrated. I'm pretty sure that those are like the true Nintendites, you know, those right. people that are 100% Nintendo through and through. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I like the game. It does get a little repetitive. Uh, it, uh, the gameplay is kind of like you uh, go from uh, area to area, like one mansion to another mansion. You basically keep replaying as you progress through the uh, through the mansion or whatever. So you know you won't get all the way through the mansion until you get to the very last section of that one. So I mean, it gives you familiarity uh, for the house, so you kind of know where you're going. I guess that's a good plus on it. But uh, you know, some of the action and and uh, I guess some of the puzzles are uh, they're they're kind of basic, you know. Um, I don't know if you've ever played it. Do you even own a 3DS? I, a 3DS. I do own... Yeah, I do, actually. But I mainly play Pokemon. Ah, Pokemon person. <sighs> I love Pokemon. That's another episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we could talk forever about Pokemon. Pikachu, go! But uh, I'd probably, at a 10, since I'm going to be the only one really playing that one, uh, I'll give it like a 6 or 7. Um, just because uh, it can feel like a grind when you have to go through an area over and over again. Um, and then the other game I've been playing, just because football season is Madden 18. Yeah. And that game came out in 2017, because that's how you do a Madden game. Um, on the subject of Madden alone, um, I do not buy every Madden game that comes out, because the differences between one year to the next are so minimal, it's not worth paying another $60 for you know, and in fact, uh, looking up the scores for um, uh, Madden 18, it had a nine review on GameSpot, and a lot of the comments were talking about how, man, how much did they pay GameSpot to make this review? Because the player score is only a six point five. Um, I don't know. I, I think Madden's got a terrible monopoly on football games. Um, you know, they, they were making some way back when, like with NFL Blitz. Um, and then there was one called Backbreaker. Uh, they do make football games, but they're just nowhere near the quality that they need to be to, like, actually contend with Madden. Um, 
Uh, I don't know. Personally, I, I like the game. Uh, it does have some bugs. I remember recording a video of me getting tripped up <laughs> into the end zone. I remember that video. And you can clearly see that my knee like crossed the line when it hit, but they claimed that I was one yard out. Like It was a touchdown. You can clearly see it from the pylon camera that they have or whatever. You can clearly see... And I couldn't get to challenge it or anything. So, I mean, there are little bugs and stuff in it that just make you wonder, what the hell are you doing? Like, the AI is completely stupid. Um, so, you know, I, I, I only play those games because, you know, when I'm feeling football, I really need to play it. So, I'll just delve into Madden. Um, since our episode's going a little bit longer than I thought it would... Um, I'm going to go ahead and kind of uh, glaze over some of these other items. If you guys want to hear us talk about them, we can. Uh, but it's mostly uh, uh, everybody's a Marvel fan, right? Oh, well, yeah. they got uh, a couple games out uh, out now and then one coming out. Uh, one is Ultimate Alliance 3, which is a Switch exclusive. That's awesome. Good for Nintendo for getting the rights to that. It's got kind of a cartoony stylized to it it's not hyper realistic or anything like that uh that came out earlier this year in july uh it's reviewed at an eight on gamestop uh game spot sorry and the uh, players uh about the same at a 7.8 uh they said that uh gamespot said that the only bad about the game is uh the camera gets stuck a lot yeah. so it's confusing camera angles and then the leveling system results in a lot of neglected heroes which sounds a lot like a game we'll be talking about here in about a minute. Um, the good customization, though, uh, numerous aspects of Marvel Universe are uh, you know shown in it, and then uh, the synergy attacks are destructively satisfying. That's what they said. And that <laughs> sounds satisfying. Uh, but with that, uh, they are also coming out with uh, the Avengers game, um, which a lot of people were down about because the character designs didn't look like the actors. And it's like, okay, but the, the Avengers aren't those actors. The Avengers are the Avengers. Right. You know, they're only portrayed by those actors in the MCU. This is completely outside of MCU stuff. So that was one that I took with a grain of salt. It's like, no, that's not going to be the reason why I don't try this game. Um, but that game is cited, or, uh, uh, slated to come out next year in 2020. And uh, funny enough, Miss Marvel, Kamal Khan is going to be the main character that it that it uh, you know goes around and uh they said that they wanted to do that because uh her character is actually kind of a marvel fan like she idolized the heroes and whatnot and they wanted to put the player in that kind of position kind of in a relating situation she's going to be experiencing so, this stuff kind of like we would if we were put in kind of the same situation like if we just woke up with powers and then kind of entered this world that we idolized and I think that's really smart. Um, and if you guys don't know, Miss Marvel uh, is her her superhero name. Uh, she idolized the uh, first Miss Marvel. That's why she took up the name. She doesn't have the same powers though. Uh, it's not Brie Larson, just to be right. to clarify. Kamala Khan is actually the first Muslim hero, um, which I guess that was a big thing uh, back in 2013. Uh, she's also an Inhuman. That's how she got her powers, which include kind of like Mr. Fantastic style powers. You know what I mean? Like she can stretch, elongate, you know, yeah. uh, make her limbs bigger and stuff like that for attacks. So if you fight with her, it's going to be 
you know, a lot of long attacks, I'm sure. Um, and that's, I think it's a great idea uh, for them to center that around her. I think it's a great way to put us in that position. Um, hopefully it's going to be a multiplayer. I think, I think at that point you'd have to do a multiplayer because there's just so many characters that goes into Avengers because like, you know, when you think about it, you think of all the main Avengers, like Iron Man, Captain America, like the big six, the Hulk or big seven or what? Honestly, if they don't make it a a multiplayer, I'm definitely going to like write a review, like needs to make multiplayer. They said that they wanted to center around a good story, and honestly, I feel like games are missing that a lot nowadays. I mean, Call of Duty, uh, I guess they do have a pretty good story. Um, Some of them are pretty controversial and stuff like that, like the airport scene. I don't even need to say much more about that. If you don't know, just look it up. Well, you remember remember when, um, I'm not sure if all consoles had this game, but it was uh, X-Men game where it had three characters... Like, three uh, characters that didn't realize that they were, like, mutants. Oh, man. Yeah, X-Men Destiny. Yes. That game was such a letdown for me. Yeah, I... Honestly, like, I played it, like, a couple times, and I tried different characters. I just couldn't really get into that game. Well, and that was the thing, though. You only had, like... You could select a certain X-Men to, like, learn from. Yeah. Or whatever, to, to protege. Be their protege or whatever. Yeah. And so the combat was also clanky too, from what I heard, uh, a little frustrating. But um, but that leads us into the game that uh, both David and I have been playing for a long time. David more so than I, because he never really stopped. Uh, and that's a mobile game, Marvel Future Fight. Um, Actually, there there have been a couple times where I've done a stop and start again, but it's more or less like. I, I basically check in to get all my rewards and everything for the daily. Um, but as far as like trying to develop my characters, you've you've gone far down the rabbit hole than I have. Oh yeah, uh, I mean, and that's one of the coolest things about this game. It's a it's classified as a uh, let's see here action RPG dungeon crawler, which is right up my alley. We just got <laughs> done talking about Diablo three being a great game. Yeah, you know, it has dungeon crawler aspects to it. The levels are really short though. You know, it is a mobile game, um, so I, I can't expect too much about that. And, you know, honestly, yeah, you're right. I've definitely gone down that rabbit hole. I've started developing my characters so that I can do some of the, the harder challenges. Speaking, speaking of mobile and Diablo, oh, yeah, that's right. they're still coming out with the Diablo Immortal, which I'm not 100% sure how I feel about it yet, but I'm already pre-registered to get the game. Um, I'm just waiting to see what that's going to look like and what, what kind of characters comes with it and stuff like that. Like, you know, if it's going to be kind of like the same thing as the console, but just not as fully developed. Right. I'm sure it'll be more like point and click-ish. Yeah. It's, you know? it's probably going to be the same as kind of like uh, like um, Mar- Marvel Future Fight, like how the gameplay is. Like, you're going around and like basically beating up people. Or, and there's like events and challenges yeah. and stuff. I could see that. Yeah. That'd still be fun. I mean, um, but instead of like it being superheroes, it's like a barbarian or a wizard or well, whoever. Another game to cite, and I haven't even tried playing it because it's just a huge file, and that's Raid. I've actually tried playing that. Yeah, it's not as bad. Like, um, it's kind of it's kind of the same concept. If you guys ever played um, Star Wars, 
like the Star Wars mobile game. The Galaxy something. Um, yes, I, I believe so. I'm not 100% sure. But basically, um, you get to equip um, characters in your ranks to fight with your other characters or your main character. And basically, it's like a take turns kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, turn based, yeah. Um, it's kind of the same concept as that. Actually, it's kind of like Tournament of Champions. Um, the Marvel uh, yeah. Contest of Contest Champions. Champions. Yes. Uh, see, you know, I tried getting into that one. I tried getting into Strike Force, and I feel like it'd be more like Strike Force because that one is a turn based game. Right. Uh, whereas Contest Champions is it's trying to emulate a fighting game. Yeah. You know, Mortal Kombat came out with one exactly like that. So did DC, uh, you know, the Injustice game. DC um, versus Capcom. Yeah, and it's all that. it's all like swipe and tap to, you know, attack and stuff. And I'm there are people who follow that game and play it just as religiously as I do with Marvel Future Fight, but I just couldn't get into them. Um, it was way too hard. Well, I think the reason why is because I'm so far in this game, starting over in any other game just feels bad. <laughs> it just feels like you're taking a backseat. Exactly. Um, but uh, Future Fight came out in 2015. They're on version 5.5.1. Uh, the App Store is the only place I could really find a review for it. It's at 4.5. They've got 50 million downloads, so, you know, that's a lot of people saying this is a decent game. Yeah. And it is. Uh, not. I mean, that's not to say that there are some bad things about it. Some of the uh, game modes are outdated. You know, they haven't been updated forever. Although Dimension Rift has been updated and is actually, I, I like the I like the new Dimension mode. Yeah, for it's it. much easier to get certain characters now, like, and you can also just use your points for biometrics to level up other characters you're trying to get exactly powered up, like Jean Grey. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Jean Grey was definitely a big one. She's my lead in uh, uh, Timeline Battle, and I'm seriously only losing a handful of matches out of, like, 60. Yeah. And it's not bad. Like, I just, I'll take those. I just finally got her fully ranked up. I haven't gotten her, like, I haven't got any of my characters Tier 3 yet. It takes forever. There's a lot of grinding that you got to do for the CCF, uh, which is Cosmic Cube Fragment for anybody. Um, and you can only get that through World Boss Ultimate, you know, and then in some grab bags and stuff like that. But for the most part, you have to play World Boss to get those. And on the daily, I only get like 25. I think the most I've ever gotten in a single day was like 40. And most of the characters to tier three are like 1200 to, you know, tier three. Not to mention the countless money that you got to put into them and the biometrics. and it is, it is a grind, but once you get that person to that level, they are infinitely better. And you look at your Tier 2s like they don't even exist now. Yeah. You know, like when Super Saiyan first came out, like who the hell cares about regular Super, you know, regular Saiyans? Yeah. Or Super Saiyan 2, you know? Super Saiyan was just the thing of the past. Now it's just Super Saiyan 2. But... um I really like Future Fight. Uh, I do exactly what you do, though. You know, I'll, I'll get in there. I'll get my login reward. Um, I'll kind of go through the motions for the most part. Uh, throw down on any of the events they're doing. Uh, any of their pre-release ones. They do updates once every two or three months. So, I mean, they're constantly coming out with new characters. I feel like they're starting to, starting to get to the bottom of the barrel, though. Yeah. I mean, I, that's not to say that they haven't come out with some. Some that I'd like to see, though are um, 
Omega Red. Right. You know, and Lady Death Strike was another one. Yeah. You know, uh, they already came out with Sabretooth. I'm surprised they didn't do something like that. Um, but there's a bunch of other ones. And they're mostly in the X-Men universe, you know. The 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 rest of the Marvel, you know, connected universe and comics and whatnot, <laughs> it's all, I don't know. They're getting scarce. I'm just saying. Yeah. I, I think the more, well, see, this is the other thing. Like, I, I'm obviously a diehard Marvel fan. Like, I... I don't like DC. Like I, I feel like most of their characters are under underdeveloped. Um, but with that one aspect, huh? One-dimensional characters. But yeah, right. go ahead. Um, but like, I've I've always been the type of, the type of person that always you know responded more towards the Marvel aspect of things versus like you know back back when I was a kid I was like yeah Batman Batman's cool and I look I look now and I'm like Batman's creepy. Yeah. Like, I, well, you know, you're not alone on that. Uh, the majority of, of people who pick Marvel say that it's because of their relatability. I mean, most of their characters have defects, like bad defects. Yeah. Uh, there are certain characters that have multiple personalities. Moon Knight, to name one. Yeah. You know, a lot of them are dealing with depression and stuff like that. Whereas, like, Batman, you'd think he'd be depressed, but... He's kind of moved past that. That's no longer... Like, when you think of Batman, you don't really think about his traumatic, you know, what childhood anymore. Because they don't really touch up on that. He's just kind of made peace with that. Yeah. You know? Uh, unless, you know, some uh, comic book writer's like, I want to do another story, you know? And that's really all that Marvel is doing. It's not so much continuations. I'm sorry, DC. It's not so much continuations of old stories. They're just reinventing the characters. And... You know, when I say relatable, uh, Superman is Superman regardless. He doesn't put on a mask or anything like that. He is Superman. And, you know, when you're invincible... Although although he's different when he puts on the glasses. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's Clark Kent. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Very big difference. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) But my point is, when you're invincible to just about anything... You don't have to worry. You you know, like Superman's life is actually pretty perfect other than he, uh, you know, got shot away from his planet as it exploded. But when you really think about it, he never knew his parents, not from like a, an emotional attachment. Like you were a baby. Yeah. When you got you're, shot out, you didn't really shoved, know shit. You were shoved in a capsule and just sent out. Right. Whereas <laughs> like when Spider-Man lost his Uncle Ben, he was a teenager. Yeah, and that shit will stick with you, and you'll just have that in your heart for the rest of your life, especially when he feels like it's his fault, which, you know, you could say it was, you could say it wasn't, whatever. He was kind of a dick. <laughs> but, and then, I don't well, know. That's like, that's like uh, Iron Man. He lost his father, and he lost his mother. Right. Due, due to Winter Soldier. Not to mention he got kidnapped and tortured and stuff like that. and yeah. You know, and I guess there, there are different you know, beginnings for Iron Man and, and say even the Hulk, you know, Hulk is just angry. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a great, I think he had a great uh, character development too. Cause he went through depression and you know, that's, it's kind of a common theme. Cause you know, that's all you're seeing right now in America and kind of all over the world. Everybody's depressed, you know? And, um, it's just a reoccurring theme that everybody can, relate to on some level yeah um and so 
with that being said, I think we're going to wrap up this episode and uh, segue into the topic of our next episode, which is depression. I know it sounds depressing, but we're going to be talking about uh, what you can do, things you can do to kind of help yourself out of depression, um, what the signs look like, you know, that are not what everybody thinks it is who doesn't have depression, um, the differences between and, you know, not to take anything away from people, like, true depression, and then people who are like, Oh, I didn't get my Starbucks, I'm so depressed. <laughs> like, you know, there are people who abuse the word, and then there are people who are living the word. Yeah. So, that's going to be on our next episode of The Hook with James and David. Thank you for joining us this time. Hopefully the audio quality was much better. You can actually hear me probably this time. Yeah, because you talk so loud. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, in our testing, we were talking about projecting and everything. So, but yeah, hopefully this episode comes out good. Hopefully, you guys got a good listen out of it. If uh, we'll probably re, uh, uh, we'll probably revisit this topic because, you know, gaming gaming's always been one of our biggest things, like growing up, and you know, like we said before, we lived in this era where gaming had become like revolutionized um, from. In, Stemming from Nintendo all the way up to PlayStation, Xbox, and all that. So this is definitely not going to be like a one-time episode. There's going to be more episodes coming into it. And, you know, we might even have any more. We might have more factoids about, you know, certain games and stuff like that. Or games that we're looking to try and stuff that we're looking to get into as far as gaming-wise. Um, you know... But um, most of most of the stuff is basically an escape for us. Like we just try to, you know, not not so much try to escape the world, but more or less like try to escape through our imagination of what what we feel as you know when we're feeling certain ways and stuff like that. Like like for instance, if I feel like roughing up somebody or like tackling somebody, I want to play football. Or if I feel like killing a bunch of demons, I play Diablo. Right. It's an outlet. It's really an outlet and. Like so much in life, you have to do what makes you feel good. And most people might say that video games are a waste of time, but, you know, you watch a two-and-a-half-hour movie, and what are you doing the whole time? Just sitting there. Just sitting there enjoying anyway, the movie. But there's not as much stigma attached to a movie that, as there is a video game. And the other thing that you also have to understand, too, is that games are becoming more sociable when it comes to multiplayer. That's true. Like, you know, Call of Duty and Diablo. Fortnite, as much as I hate to admit it, uh, Fortnite does have this tremendous following, a huge society of people who play it religiously. And, you know... And the kids. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, video games have accomplished a lot. You know, they, they, they bring people from all over the world into competitive, you know, uh, things. It's a great outlet. It's a great escape. Um... You know, it's, Not only that, it's, but competitions, too. It also excites your imagination, too. If you've ever played a video game and felt inspired, that's that's a video game doing its job, you know? Um, they've and, and they help people uh, just all the time. I mean, uh, think of all the benefits, though, uh, on top of that. You know, hand-eye coordination. It's a great way to, to improve on that is a video game. Uh, and then with all the VR stuff, that's putting you straight into it so what we was trying to accomplish when they first came out, they're taking to a whole new level where you actually have to get into movements and like everything. You have to actually participate. This so is, this is a part. This is like 
you know, not the same participation growing up, but like, you know, you have to actually participate. You have to actually stand up, dance, do whatever you have to do, you know. So, I mean, uh, getting people active, getting their minds working, you know, inspiration, release. These were all great things um, that video games do for us. And unfortunately, some people take for granted. But on that note, uh, video games are important. And uh, you should definitely keep playing them. And uh, definitely support your indie uh, game uh, creators. Those guys are doing great stuff with limited teams. You know, and, and they're... And there's also another thing that you you do keep in mind. You have to keep in mind is that if you actually have a good idea for a game, don't be afraid to share it. Like I have probably two games right now that I'm that I'm trying to portray on um, Rockstar. Like they haven't messaged me back yet, but you know, hopefully they they do. But I have sent in a couple of ideas, and I'm not sure if they've taken the time to look at it, but I'm sure that they're. You know, I'm pretty sure any gaming platform would be more than willing to take a look at ideas, you know, just to revamp their fan base and everything. Well, in that case, with that being said, you you know, maybe branch out and, and look for other developers. They might be able to run with your idea, um, you know. Even first-time developers. Right, you know. You don't, you don't have to aim so high as, as uh, Rockstar. I'm sure that those guys have their own plans and stuff and, and whatnot, but... Those indie developers, you know, there might be a guy out there that can code a game easy but doesn't have any great ideas. So hopefully someone might reach out to one of us <laughs> if you're listening. Um, but, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Um, lasted 20 minutes longer than I thought it would, but, you know. That's what happens when you talk about stuff that you love. That you love. All right. Well, on that note, thank you again, and hope you guys have a good uh what rest of your night rest of your day whenever you're listening to this yeah for the most part all right see you guys later see ya on the hook